Hey friends, it's Jana and Ashley. Welcome back to Season 3 of the Geek Girls Universe Podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. So excited, I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I think I want to. Ooh, ooh, I'm so excited. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually not kidding in the least. I'm like really excited. Hey friends, it's Jana. Welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. We're here to break down and talk about the Moon Knight trailer with all of you. We have seen a lot of MCU fans loving the trailer, but wondering what the heck they just watched. Because honestly, we love Moon Knight, but he's a little complicated to say the least. Anyway, that's what we are here for. But first, if you're new here or you haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? Also, we have a Facebook group, The Geek Girls Universe. You don't have to be a girl to join, only a geek. So, All right. About I'm that ex- Mood Night trailer. I'm excited about it. But yeah, I, I get it. He's not a mainstream uh, characters, so I feel like if you're not into the comics, and even that, if you're not into his comics, <laughs> you yeah. might be like, "What?" So yeah, I saw a lot of people go, "Oh my gosh, I love the trailer, but I have no idea what was happening." And who is this guy? And I thought he was Stephen, but he's Mark. Who are people talking about? What does this mean? So yes, <laughs> and Stephen, Mark, and I think the other question is even just based on the trailer and what we may or may not know about him from the comics is, are we only getting Steven or Mark in this show? Oh no. I I have a feeling we're getting at least Mr. Knight as well, (laughs) because Mr. Knight was in the Disney, like Disney plus day kind of sizzle reel that they did. So yeah, it's, it's a lot, but we are going to um, break down the trailer and we're going to tell you who Mark Spector is who Stephen Grant is, who Mr. Knight is, in a way that hopefully is not super complicated. Right. And we're here to, quote unquote, embrace the chaos. I was just waiting to say that. I just have to let you know. I was like so excited. I was like, (laughs) I just want to say embrace the chaos because it like feels so kind of me, kind of you. And um, clearly, Moon Knight. So actually, take it away. All right. Well, first of all, you know, he has trouble sleeping. And I really feel like... I am also Moon Knight now. I'm like, I'm wonder, like, am I Moon Knight? Is that why I can't sleep well? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I'll have you know I'm also a moon sign. So, you know, like, I'm kind of a, I'm a moon wow. sign. So I I'm, feel that so much. I'm a fire sign. I don't know what that means. I'm sure there's somebody in there. Aries, probably. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't hang out at night. Okay. So Stephen admits he has a sleeping disorder and that he cannot tell the difference between his waking life and when he is asleep. Uh, He's shown locking the door and taping it, tying himself to the bed. Okay, Dottie Underwood. (laughs) Exactly. So for people who've watched Agent Carter, Dottie Underwood also did this to herself as part of her regimen that was kind of like imprinted into her by the spy program that she was involved with. So, in the comics, it's just so everybody understands, Moon Knight suffers from dissociative personality disorder, which means there's different aspects of his personality that fight to be the one in control. Stephen Grant 
which is who is at the top of this trailer and has that Cockney uh, Dick Van Dyke British accent. <laughs> so it's kind of bad. And you're like, wow, okay. Um, Steven is one of those personalities, just so you know. So Steven, Mark Spector, they're all the same person. It's just a different personality. So keep that in mind because this trailer jumps around a lot. And I have a feeling the show is going to do so as well. And in the comics, he doesn't have a weird British accent. But I'm wondering if that's also to help audiences distinguish between probably what I would say the two main personalities are going to be, which are Stephen and Mark, is what I'm guessing is why they went that way. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. All right. So he jumps up, screaming from bed, lunges forward, and again, he's chained to the uh, to the bed. And the song playing throughout the trailer that everybody is st- um, so psyched about, that's Day and Night by Kid Cudi, which is on the album Man on the Moon. The trailer premiered on a full moon night. I mean, it was just, I mean, good Lord, the marketing team at Marvel, like. Uh, right. And who knows? <laughs> like, I'm just like, right. You're just like, whoa, people. I mean, that was. Like, yeah. could you have timed it Bad any better? I feel like you couldn't have. <laughs> like, uh-uh. Full moon, 100% illumination, Moon Knight trailer. Okay. We bow down to the geniuses at Marvel Studios marketing. For real. All right. So at the museum, Donna tells him that he's useless. She calls him Stevie. He corrects her. My name is Steven. Now, in the comics, Mark Spector has a publicist named Donna Kraft. This Donna at obviously appears to be a co-worker or a superior of some sort to Steven. So I think it's probably just a case of here's a nod to the comics and not an actual, because she wasn't a main character, right? That's like a really deep dive. It's kind of unnecessary. I think they just pulled the name, honestly. But what could be wrong? Yeah, and she, Who knows? She, she only appears in that one comic, right? Right. So I think it's just more like a, hey, super nerds, here's a name that you might know. kind of deal and if anybody actually cares it was in the moon Knight um 39 and 40 issue um (laughs) in like june july like 1990 impending doom end game right so So, yeah there you go (laughs) you find donna there um looking in the mirror steven catches a glimpse of himself in the moon Knight outfit now it's steven because he's clearly freaked out okay that's important to note steven freaks out so then we jump to the elevator where a mysterious, I'll bet terrifying figure, if you're unaware of who he is, looms in this darkened hallway. That's Khonshu, God of the Moon. And despite looking scary, he's actually an ally or a frenemy, I guess, of Mark's. Um, he doesn't really mean Stephen any harm. In the comics, Mark is a mercenary, but on a trip, he is left for dead by another mercenary, taken inside the temple of the god of the moon god. Who, in fact, spares his life in exchange for Mark kind of being his avatar on Earth, meaning that he charges Mark with a mission and that is to protect the innocent. And by doing so, he saves his life and kind of imbues him a little bit with some power, although Mark's not a super, super powered being, so to speak. Like he doesn't shoot like moon lasers or anything like that. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Oh, so that's now- kind of cool. Uh, it-, it would. Uh, So there's another shot of Steven at the museum. The statues surrounding Steven are Horus, a pharaoh, and Set. So I have to say I'm an Egyptian myth. I'm a mythology nerd in general. Egyptian mythology has always been my jam. 
And I'm like so excited that we're getting into that level nerdy. I was like, oh my God, I'm so here for this. So for those who don't know, Horus is the symbol of a hero. Set is kind of the evil side of mankind. And both sides, however, are were embraced and used by Pharaoh in ancient times to kind of rule over. You have to accept both sides of yourself, which Mark is going to need to accept all aspects of himself in order to heal kind of and move forward. In the same scene, we see Stephen walk away from the mirror and there are two versions of his reflection that remain. Again, he has multiple, he has other personalities, he has other alters. So this one's probably, one's Mark and one is Jake Lockley. I promise I will list out the names again and tell you who they are because <laughs> I'm sure everybody's like, wait, what? Who? Who's Jake now? It's not Jake from State Farm. It's Jake Lockley. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard. I, I'm just, I can feel like the frustrations of like the casual fans and the fans who don't know who <laughs> is going, what's happening? I'm sorry. I will have a flow chart for you. I promise. Okay, inside of a triangle shape hole. Imagery. What else is shaped like a triangle? A pyramid. Stephen finds a flip phone. Gotta love it. And a key. The image on the flip phone screen is a crocodile, which is a nod to the god of the Nile, Sebek, who is the god that represents fertility and military prowess, which obviously a mercenary would kind of gravitate to, right? So this is clearly Mark's phone. And if that wasn't clear enough, the woman on the phone named Layla yeah. refers to him as Mark. And Stephen's very confused. <laughs> Why are you calling me Mark? With his like weird act. I can't even do his accent because it's, it's bad. Um, it's unclear if Layla is going to end up being a stand in for his comic book wife, Marlene, or if she's someone else completely. I mean, there's some rumors that she might be a mutant, but the way she kind of sounds upset, I feel like she's a wife or a girlfriend, right? Like, where have you been? <laughs> I've been yeah, trying to get in touch clearly, with you. Yeah. She's clearly been looking for him and she's like, Oh my God, I thought you were dead. Where have you been? And he's like, who the F is Mark? <laughs> like, what is happening? Basically. Mark, are you telling me Mark, you know, I'm waiting yeah. for the rest of that scene to also include, why are you using that awful accent? Mark, yes. <laughs> like, stop it. So we get our first shot of Ethan Hawke, and he is playing Arthur Harrow, a cult leader and the obvious villain of the show. And I say obvious because we also know we've seen other obvious villains who weren't quite the main villain. So just keep that in mind. And no, I'm not saying it's Mephesto. I'm just saying there might be somebody else out there. Um, so in the comics, Harrow is a genius scientist and a surgeon. He does a ton of really bad research and genetic stuff and... There are also theories that the MCU could could be kind of merging him and the Sun King, a.k.a. Patient 86 from the comics, who is a ruthless killer who maintains a calm exterior, kind of like a cult leader, right? At one point in the comics, Sun King is committed to Ravencroft. And if that sounds familiar, it's because you have watched Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. And that is where Cletus Cassidy was also kept. Oh, Cletus. Which is like the best worst name ever. I mean, it's such a, it's such a villain name. Like it just works. Just works. And it's either a villain name or like a wicked redneck name, or both. Mm, which, yeah. <laughs> I could, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, Sorry, I, I couldn't help it. You know. Oh, the shade. Carry on. <laughs> it's so shady today. Wow, look at all that. 
So we see Mark yelling at his in blah, blah, blah. So we see Mark yelling at his reflection, and we know it's Mark because he's speaking in an American accent. There's a lot of, like, again, there's a lot of mirror use in this. There's the accents. I just feel like it's going to be a way to help audiences track who's in the driver's seat of Mark's personality. So it's in Which the next is, scene. It's Steven. <laughs> yes. And I was just going to say, like, with the mirror usage, I think it's a super fantastic use of something that, like, seems so simple, yet... It's such a clever use of like both, um, it, it, you know, like a reflective, reflexive kind of like, you know, he looks in the mirror and it's not just I have a visual, but I also have like an internal kind of mm-hmm. representation, right? Like, because he's got the, you know, here are my identities and it's like what I see in the mirror, what I see inside and it's like the glimpses of this and the glimpses of that and it's just such a a fantastic way to represent that represent that on you know uh, i'll say film but it's obviously you know digital at this point but whatever like you know it's just it's a great way to represent that mm-hmm. um as a visual and i just think that like even just in this trailer they've done such a fantastic job I'm so excited to see what else they do in this series it's you know just like you watch this and you're like oh my god you're like that was brilliant and i just oh, i'm mm-hmm. so excited for this and just like in general, when you see mirror usage in any film or TV show, it's like also yeah. that other added layer of introspection and, yeah, you know, what do you use in a mirror? You're, you're looking at yourself. So like you said, you're looking inside of yourself. You're looking inside of this character. Mm-hmm. It can go on for eternity if there's two mirrors lined up, you know, it's like. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so obviously many. in his case, he has so many facets that like just. Right. Yeah, it's just, oh my gosh, it was brilliant. I'm just like, oh, I love this so much. I can't <laughs> wait to see, like, what else, yeah, what else comes out of it. Because it's like, you know, like we were saying, like, we know there's at least the four um, identities, you know, plus the Moon Knight. So who knows what else we're going to get out of that. And I'm just, oh, I cannot wait. I'm like, chills. So excited. <laughs> and also, kind of on your point of, like, seeing it come to life, because I don't want to forget and not say this later. I love how each Disney Plus show, I love and hate it, right? Because then it makes us emotional and makes us have to think about stuff. But I really have enjoyed how they've handled so many different aspects of mental illness so far. You know, grief, depression, PTSD, survivor's guilt. And so this one, not that any of them are quote unquote easier than than another to um, portray, but I really feel like it's a delicate balance when you're dealing with the personality disorders because especially with him because you know they're very different and just how they're going to approach it and I and I have high high faith high faith is that even a thing I have a hundred percent faith in the fact that they'll handle it delicately and the right way you know like they've done the so I'm I'm excited to to analyze it yes from that point of view too so Oh, anyway, I had to say that it was like my, I was like, I gotta get this out before I forget. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh no, no. It's, and it's a great, you're absolutely right. They've handled them all so well, you know, that they're just going to kind of keep doing it. And this one is, I think compared to all the others, just such a fine, delicate balance of like, how do you portray that without oversimplifying or making light? Turning of it into that, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turning mm-hmm. it into a joke. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yep. 
right. In the next scene, so speaking of the whole, you know, who's in control thing, in the next scene, we see Steven, it's definitely Steven, driving around because he looks shocked. So it's almost like he woke up after Mark has been in control and he's shocked, right? He's holding a gun. There's another shot in the trailer of him standing around a bunch of bodies and he equally looks shocked. That's going to be Steven, the one that's always surprised that there's violence around him. We see another shot of the Great Pyramids. Uh, Steven is running and we see a crescent moon on the floor. Again, I just love the little minor details they have put into literally everything in this trailer. Here is your favorite line. My favorite line. Harrow has heard saying <laughs> chaos. <laughs> and yeah. in that moment, that's when that Moon Knight suit, it just like kind of appears and it wraps around Mark like a mummy. And I about lost it. It's such a good on-screen representation of his comic book suit. I was like, oh my God. Yes. The way it <laughs> shrouds him is just, dude. So the cool. Scene for this is like, oh, so lit. I was like, I think I screamed like, Okay, maybe in the stream, I shrieked a little. I was like, oh my God. I was just like, oh. It was, yeah, it was so well done because it was like incredibly well done without being over the top, if that makes sense. Like, you know how some of these superhero characters are like, it's just like so crazy, like the CGI is so crazy or it's like, you know, blasts and flashes and like just crazy over the top, you know, fight scenes and things like this. And this was like so almost simplified for what it was yet incredibly well done and detailed, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And I just, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with the look. It looks so good. <sighs> so good. I'm <sighs> like, how do I turn myself into a moon knight for Halloween? Like, <laughs> I need to, I don't, like, I want to, I, I need to find material that, like, enshrouds me instantly and then, like, disappears. I don't know. It's kind of well, wild. Good luck with that. I mean, if you figure yeah, that know, out, right? that's, a, that's a pretty... <laughs> so if anybody knows how to make that happen, uh, DM me. Yeah. Um, if you are the god of the moon, uh, please reach out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. If that's you can find you. our contact info on our website. Yeah, DM me. It's fine. We're also Don't on Twitter. Creepy. Just that. <laughs> no unsolicited pictures. But if you're looking for... Uh, Someone to rock a Moon Knight costume, like, please reach out. Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, There's a bathroom shot, and we see Mark, and he is in the Moon Knight suit. He's beating the crap out of a creature. Everybody's debating. Is it a jackal? Is it the werewolf at night? And I know that sounds like a really weird saying, but that's literally what it's called. (laughs) That is what that uh, villain is called, werewolf at night. Um, I think it looks like the jackal, which in ancient Egyptian culture, the god Anubis has the head of a jackal and he's fought jackals before. I don't know. I think it's a jackal, but it could be a werewolf. Who knows? Marvel is really leaning into the supernatural and I'm here for it. Then we get our full reveal of the Moon Knight costume after he's done kicking the crap out of the thing. And I was like, oh my God, it looks so good. (laughs) <laughs> glowing eyes the crescent shaped in the uh in the center of his chest and what's funny is you know people want to compare him to the black uh, to batman you know the black knight well guess what moon knight wears white so you see him coming you see him coming and you know you've got you can't hide so moon knight greater than batman i'll stand on that hill and i know i'm not the only one oh. So the fact that you can see him coming with like the light 
you know, shining or reflecting on him is so bad blank word I can't say on our podcast that it's like, what? You just, yeah, you're like, oh, man. (laughs) You hosed. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how this ties into Eternals. So for those who have not seen Eternals, I'm not giving you a spoiler warning. You should have seen Eternals by now. And I get it. I get it. You heard things and you didn't want to watch it, but it's on Disney Plus. You have no excuses now. Go watch it. Um, I, in fact, actually liked it better the second time. I liked it the first time. I didn't love it. Um, But I'm also the type of person that I can see the bones and I can see the um, kind of the branches, I guess, to the future. And I can appreciate it from that point of view. So even if I didn't love it, I can be like, oh, well, I see where they're going. And that's exciting. So this is fine. I'm I'm fine with a building block as long as it's a good one or enough to keep me interested. And it. So, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I kind of, I agree with you on that. Like, I, I watched it the other day with Sophie, and um, I heard the music actually starting, and I was like, what are you watching? And she was like, oh, you know. And I was like, I figured. <laughs> and, you know, so we were watching it, and then my sister was actually over, and she was like, oh, you know, I haven't seen it yet. And she was like, I saw Ashley was watching it, and she was like, and she said she was, like, excited, and she was like, I don't know, I feel like that girl's lying to me, because she didn't like it the first time around, and I was like, to be fair, she was watching it with her family, so, you know, that's, like, a a family night thing, and that's, you know, different, and I, you know, but we had the whole conversation about how watching it again is, you know, a different perspective, and, like, we always, you know, you and I and people that do this for a living, we kind of go in, and we watch it, and we watch it six times and it's critically and we're looking at it for different things. And we're not necessarily just kind of looking at it big picture to enjoy it, enjoy it. We're literally watching it to pick it apart. Um, yes. Agreed. To do a review. And, but one of the things I think that you and I agreed on pretty heavily was that there were things in it, <clears throat> ridiculous sex scene that mm-hmm. was completely unnecessary that, you know, really sets the tone at the beginning that you're just like, why? And it kind of sticks with you and you see it even a second or third time. And you're like, Oh, why, why, why? Um, <laughs> That's why you fast you forward it because it's on Disney plus and it's a well, and great movie. Plus, you, yes, <laughs> you can get in the theater. You can't do that. Right. But like at home, right. you can just be like, blip, don't want to see this part. Blip. That was boring. Blip. That fight seems way too long. Blip. Okay. We're past it. But we do recognize the fact that there is story building and there's world building and there's stuff that's sort of crucial to the MCU as a whole and phase four as a whole that kind of has to be there. And maybe it wasn't perfectly done, but there is a story that is relevant to, you know, all of these other components to phase four that on a level, regardless of how we feel about other components of it, does make it an enjoyable story. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so to that note, like, we definitely, it may not have been the most, you know, uh, out of, like, 27 movies or whatever, it might not be in the top five, but it might not be the bottom. Okay, maybe it's the bottom, but it's not the worst, right? Like, I would put some others at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) but yeah, there, there are definitely a couple of others at the bottom, but it's not in my top probably even 20 but regardless it has a purpose it has a place in the timeline and it can be enjoyable if you can fast forward through some of the other books (laughs) yeah and i mean honestly watch it for kingo and karum please because oh my gosh their scenes are golden i love it and then watch it for makari 
beating the crap out of Icarus and fast forward because, you know, she's fast. So those mm-hmm. were my favorite points. But anyways, so, but it's the post credits of Eternals that are very important. Most True. specifically, the second one, the mm-hmm. one with Dane and the voice that you hear is Blade because Dane. Oh, it wasn't the one with Harry Styles? No. Oh, weird. <laughs> Everybody that was super excited right. about that one, I'm like, that's not even the best one. <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's the dumbest one ever. Like, why is that? <laughs> so let me tell you why. Dane Whitman, aka the Black Knight, and Blade, who's obviously coming soon. We've got, you know, his they're filming. Um, they and all chill out, they hang out with Moon Knight. Just saying, they do. Uh, and where is Moon Knight at? He's at a museum in London. Where is Whitman at? He's at a museum in London. And although they're not the same museum, to be clear, come on now. Two supernatural-esque beings in London, they know about each other. And if they don't know about each other yet, they know about each other soon. And with the MCU building out a supernatural side, aka Blade, Dane Whitman, Moon Knight, we're going to, we could possibly get like a supernatural type Avengers team up and they do it in the comics. I'm here for it. If they want to do that, holy crap. Like that's exciting to me. So Eternals is important, whether you want to admit it or not, there are some important bits in there. And I just have a feeling in general as phase four and five go on, it'll become more important than we thought it was going to be. So I just had to throw that out there. (laughs) And also, I think even if we, you know, rewind like three minutes back toward the end of the movie before we hit the post credit scenes as, um, you know, the rising is happening from mm-hmm. the, you know, and we have a visitor from a celestial being. Yes. Uh, and they're all standing in London. Yes. As this happens, <laughs> I feel like it's very possible that at some point in time, Mark or Steven or Jake or Mr. Knight may have been nearby to experience that. Yeah. And I mean, even if they weren't nearby, looming. I feel <laughs> I like, I feel like it's on the news somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. J. Yeah. Jonah Jameson is probably having a field day with it. So um, probably. Yeah. it's, it's, Just, out you know, there. In my head, I'm feeling like that has to connect somehow, but it may connect more directly than just it was in the news. That's all I'm thinking is that. Yeah, no. Possibility. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, definitely a connection. There's that. Now, let's talk a little bit about his identities to make it very clear. So here's your <laughs> flow chart. There is Mark Spector. He is the mercenary who is now known as Moon Knight after he was saved in the desert of Egypt by the moon god. Okay? In this series, Mark seems to have the English accent. He's the one that's going to be in the suit. He's the one who seems to know what's going on. There's Stephen Grant. Now, in the comics, he's the money man, right? Because, Mark, you need money. One of your personal identities needs to have money. So that's Stephen. He's a businessman. Now, in the show, Stephen's the one with the Cockney accent. He probably isn't super wealthy, but he also didn't look like he was living poorly either. He had a nice sized flat. It was full of books, which I would expect from a museum kind of guy. 
Uh, there's Jake Lockley. He's a taxi cab driver in the comics. We haven't seen Jake yet, unless that second reflection that we saw in the mirror is Jake. He's going to be Mark's more down-to-earth kind of guy. Uh, essentially, Mark uses these different aspects of his personality and identities to gather information about people that he wants to take down. And then finally, there's Mr. Knight. He is a consultant who always wears the white suit. He is the one, if you watch the Disney Plus Day sizzle reel that featured a little bit of Moon Knight, there's a shot of Oscar Isaac uh, kind of um, collapsing against a window and he's wearing white and he's got white gloves on. That is the Mr. Knight outfit. So confirmation, we are going to get Mr. Knight in the show as well. Now, when it comes to the moon god, sometimes in the comics, he's real. Like he's actually standing there next to Mark. Other times it's Mark just dealing with the effects of his dissociative personality disorder. However, it's because of Conchu that he is alive. So... He's pretty integral to Mark's story. And we don't know if we're going to see him left for dead. I have a feeling they won't change that because that's kind of super pivotal and also explains it. But I don't know if they'll also introduce that mercenary, Raoul Bushman. But if they do, in the comics, Bushman has also been known to team up again, team up with Sun King to kill Moon Knight. So when I say Arthur Harrow might not be... The baddie bad, or the biggest bad. Just saying there might be other baddies around the corner. So, I hope that helps. (laughs) If you have other questions, obviously reach out. And we will do our best to explain it without being like, total nerds. Where you're like, I don't. Like when our husbands talk about coding, and I'm like, I don't really care enough to understand. We're like, we don't care. We don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) So, we'll try to make it so it's not so insane. One thing we didn't talk about when we did the breakdown was um, when he's in his bed and the alarm goes off and he like bolts out of that bed screaming and then, you know, he face plants on the floor, which I won't lie, I did literally laugh out loud. I was like, oh, boo, yes. that's kind of hurt, but kind of funny. Um, I'm pretty sure we see sand around his bed, um, which oh. is for sure a nod to Bushman. Um, whether or not that means he's in the show, you know, obviously mm-hmm. to be seen, but I, for sure that would be a callback then to, you know, Bushman in the comics. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see. That's, what it, that's <sighs> what it looked like to me. I was like, Hmm, I think. And I was like, that's kind of weird. I was like, I don't think his apartment's that dirty. I'll have to go back. <laughs> he Cause like I was he's pretty. Yeah. He's got like an organized embrace the chaos. He's got organized chaos going on. Cause I feel like everything yeah. is, where it should be but it looks chaotic I was uh-huh. more focused on the books which there's one book on the table you yeah. can actually see a title for which was it's adventures of the soul journeys through the physical and spiritual dimensions which obviously if you're feeling like you don't know what's going on in your life that's probably a good book to read um but yeah as with any Disney plus show Disney never gives us too much in the trailer and what they do give us, we'll have our theories, and then the show will come out, and our theories will get imploded, <laughs> mostly. Um, so, but I'm excited. Well, what? What are you going to say? Are I you going to say Mephesto? No, no, I wasn't going to say Mephesto, but that book um, is, so that the guy that wrote that book is a medium, or, you know, purports to be a medium, whatever. Uh-huh. And so that is 
the book is sort of a reflection of his 30 years of communicating with the spirit world. So I also think that that, while interesting just because of the whole like physical spiritual connection, um, I thought that was an interesting choice just because it was explicitly talk, talking about um, communicating between the two worlds, which, mm-hmm. you know, clearly, clearly ties in here beyond just his, um, you know, personality. Right. Well, when you have you. a moon god, like, hanging out <laughs> yeah, with you. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> but we will learn more, maybe. <laughs> At least by the end of the series, we'll learn more. But Moon Knight debuts on Disney Plus March 30th. It's our first Marvel Studios show of 2022. Actually, it's our first it's our first Marvel offering of 2022, which is exciting because yeah. more of this got pushed back to April 1st, which is not Marvel Studios, but we don't know. Maybe they work something out and something will tie in. We're not sure yet. Uh, Because that trailer is all over the place as far as franchises go. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of Toby's, a little bit of Andrew's, a little bit of Tom's. So we don't know where that's going to land in the multiverse. But Moon Knight is number one coming out of the gates for Marvel Studios 2022. And I'm so excited to get another year of Marvel. Leading up into the multiverse of madness. Which I have said so many times is my most anticipated of all the things they had announced movie-wise. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Cannot (laughs) wait. Somebody asked me the other day, they were like, are you you looking forward to that? And I was like, have you even met me? And do you even look at what I do for a living? Do you You read my blog? Looking forward is almost like an insult. I know. (laughs) I'm not looking forward to it. I'm like flipping out about it. Okay. I was like, really, really, really? Yeah, they, no, they no, clearly no, are not a friend at all. I know. I was like, um, yes, yes, yes. Actually, super looking forward to it. I was like, oh my god. I was like, how about I'm just like anxiously awaiting the opportunity to buy tickets? Yeah, that and yeah, yeah. How about like I have like twenty thousand theories and you don't have enough time to hear them? Like I'm excited. About it. <laughs> I know. I don't have enough time to do work because I'm too busy looking at theories. Exactly. <laughs> what is this work thing we speak of? Yes, exactly. Oh, work. Okay, fine. I guess. <sighs> it's I guess such a cute concept. It really is. <laughs> I like the fraggles idea better. Um. Yeah. Thirty minutes a week. Is that what they said to us? That is I what mean, they said. To us. <sighs> Gosh. That would free That's up so much time to talk about Marvel idea. theories. Yes, it would. And Star Wars theories. All the theories. Hmm. I'm so in for that. How do we make this work? Um, wait, I know. I need to find a Stephen Grant who's like a billionaire businessman to yes. hang out with. I don't necessarily need one with like a personality disassociative disorder kind of thing happening that might be a little too much for me to handle however just the billionaire businessman or businesswoman aspect that would be fantastic that's fair yeah all right cool. well, well <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this episode of the geek girls universe podcast join us next week as we share all the breaking and exciting fandom news 
As always, if you see anything you want to share with us, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and at that Ashley Aaron. And until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for more geeky goodness.